Hey, what's up, podcast? It's Jeff. Just want to jump in here. This is a special bonus episode of Teach Better Talk. This is actually going to be a the audio uh, recording from a Facebook Live that our team is doing every single day, Monday through Friday um, at 8 a.m. Eastern Time in our Facebook private group. You can get in that group at teachbettergroup.com or uh, go on to Facebook and just search Teach Better Team. You'll see our page and then you'll see the group get in there. So here we go, a special bonus episode of Teach Better Talk pulled from one of our Facebook Live videos in our private group at teachbettergroup.com. Hope you enjoy. Amazing guest this morning for our daily drop-in, Mr. Brian Zwemke, how are you? I'm doing okay, Ray. Good morning to you. You're doing, you're doing okay? Like you're not so excited to be here bright and early for our daily drop-in? This is the most exciting thing I have in my calendar today. That better be true. <laughs> it is true. So, yeah. Brian, for our network who don't may not be connected to you yet, which I know is probably a very, very small group, but uh, would you mind kind of telling us a little about yourself? kind of what you do in education? Sure. I'm a high school principal uh, and um, serving as a first-year high school principal. I've been in education for about 20 years now between uh, being a classroom teacher and an administrator and um, really enjoying myself as an educator as a high school principal right now. And, and uh, that's kind of me in a nutshell related to related to the 20 years that I've been able to add to the field. That's fair. Well, I appreciate you joining us for our daily drop-in. This happens every single morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 7 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Eastern. And this is not only an opportunity for us to have a conversation and for you to obviously share all the insights that you'll be sharing, but also an opportunity for our network to post questions, have us kind of brainstorm through uh, solutions for educators around the world. And then these daily drop-ins get turned into Teach Better Talk bonus episodes. They go up on YouTube. They're shared on all platforms. And we just kind of try to share this out uh, every single day to ensure that teachers feel supported. So we have a lot of people that are commenting already. Looks like Chad Orshowski's jumping in here bright and early. Knowing him, he's already like done a run or something. He's been like doing a mile or multiple miles a day. It's crazy. Uh, looks good. Yeah, Alex is in here. Good morning, Alex. Um, Brian, for maybe some educators as they start to come in, uh, would you mind telling us, I know that you said you're a high school principal. I actually know a lot more about you. You've done a lot of things to support educators throughout your time outside of you being an administrator. But what's your current district standing in the coronavirus that we're, that we're going through right now? I think it really starts down uh, just with supporting people. Um, you know, really our core values are to create an environment that is great for our students and staff on a daily basis. Now we have the unique challenge of being able to do that uh, through, you know, e-learning or remote learning or distant learning. I'm not quite sure what we're calling it right now. But what word do you want to go with? I don't know. I think it's just learning um, and support. So really that's the pillar of what we try to do on a daily basis. Um, so being that... So Go, go ahead. No, so I know this sounds odd, but can you confirm like your school's closed, right? Because you're in the state of Illinois. Our school's closed. We're, on, we're I'm in the state of Illinois, and uh, it's our spring break. 
So there's no e-learning or anything being had because this was already a scheduled break that you guys were going to have. Correct. Correct. So I'm, how do you kick off Monday morning? Say that again? How are you kicking off Monday morning? Monday morning when we get back? Yeah, when you get back. Are you guys in an e-learning phase? Did you prepare for this before the break? We've done a nice job of working with our, our staff throughout the course of the year getting ready for e-learning in some capacity. Obviously, nobody ever saw this coming, but you know, related to you know weather or other you know reasons we would have to close school. So we've been doing that work um, really in the fall and in the winter, and then obviously it's accelerated uh, over some time. Um, I think the, the thing that we're all recognizing now when we go back to Monday is, are we going back into um, – the e-learning phase, are we going back into an act of God phase as the governor has created? Um, so we don't quite know exactly what we're, what we're coming back into uh, on Monday. We're still taking guidance from the State Board of Education. Nice. Well, it makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of educators are still in that phase of unknown, which has kind of sparked a lot of questions during our daily drop-in every morning of teachers slowly getting different information, whether it be from their administrators or the state or, you know, anyone else who's providing that information. And so we're just taking it day by day. I do have to give a shout out to Kimberly who says uh, she may need to go out for a run this morning. I don't know. I'm not really into a big workout this morning. Brian, are you doing a big workout this morning? I need to, I need to go out for a run. Uh, that'll be, that'll be a part of the day. I feel like after our daily drop-in, we should do like a virtual run. Chad can go on a run. You can go. Looks like Kimberly's game. Who's that? Alex is at 40K walking for the month. That's pretty good. Yeah. Alex is actually also in Illinois. You connected with him at a conference we all were at for ESSA, I think it was. Was that? No, it wasn't uh, ESSA. It was IdeaCon. Uh, IdeaCon. That's what it was. Yep. IdeaCon. IdeaCon. So that's. Yes. I don't know that I. I probably should start running. That's like what Chad and Jeff always joke with me about that I need to start like. Maybe being active. <laughs> Ray, you mentally work out daily. You're good. All right. That's good. See, somebody's got my back. I just want to say, looks like uh, Dave Schmidt has my back right there. I appreciate you, Dave Schmidt. Chad's suggesting a digital teacher better teach better marathon. I think we should do that. Dave Schmidt did the teacher hashtag teacher 26. And so maybe we need to start a teach better marathon. Chad, you have to lead that though. Is that all right? Maybe we should just get 26 people to each do a mile. <laughs> Does that count? I will totally participate in that if that's the case. I think here's the situation. We take, oh, watch this. We got a little prop here. Uh-oh. We take, we take the Teach Better book <laughs> and you run with it for a mile. Done. And then you, vir then you virtually hand it off to somebody else. And then <laughs> it's like the Teach Better marathon. Hey, one of the things that I'm noticing with Chad this morning is one, he's very awake. Um, and then, <laughs> well, like you remember, he's Eastern time, so he's an hour ahead. He's already had his coffee and everything. Really? Hey, are you drinking coffee this morning? This one's sponsored. This uh, Teach Better um, podcast or, or live is we're calling it. It's sponsored by Yeti. By Yeti. Well, I think we do need some sponsors for our daily drop, and if you could make that happen, that'd be wonderful. It'd be terrific. Yeah, absolutely. Very nice cup of coffee. Okay, wait. Jeff wants to clarify. Whoa, did Zwemke just get Ray to commit to a mile? 
Jeff, a mile like walking slowly in flip flops. I just want to confirm this is not a a running mile, nothing like that. No, no, no. It and it has to be video recorded or live, whatever you prefer. A whole mile? Ugh, that's a lot of like that's be, what is that being on camera for like a whole fifteen minutes? We've almost done that now. We're at seven minutes so far. <laughs> like All right. That. We need to get back on track. So we have a lot of people joining us for a daily drop-in. Uh, Brian, I know that you've participated in these a lot and now being live on camera with us uh, throughout the conversation. I'm loving all of the comments so far, but I do want to get back to like education. I do have to ask, like, you are somebody who's not normally working from home. Now educators around the country are kind of staying isolated. They're um, needing to support students at home and also support their children at home. How are you coping with that? Do you have a routine that you're putting in place? Kind of give us some insight. So I'm a like I'm a calendar junkie, and like I I like to kind of have my days you know all set up and use you know Google Keep and and uh, so like the technology of things doesn't scare me. You know we've done our Zoom videos, we've we've looked at you know Google Hangouts and you know, uh, Google Classrooms are our you know, preferred platform, although, you know, some people are using, you know, Edmodo or some other types of things. So like the technology piece of things, I, I think, you know, I'm fine with, our teachers are fine with, um, you know, the, you know, all the buzzwords of 21st century learning and, and SAMR model and all those types of things, I think will be fine. Um, the thing that I miss is just the daily relationships, walking around, you know, both of the campuses that I get to serve as, as a principal and, and really just kind of missing people, uh, missing the kids, missing our office staff, the, the parents that drop in, you know, all of those types of things that just happen that have that natural buzz of, of a school on a daily basis. And, and right now you just don't have that. Um, and so that's, that's one of the areas that, um, you think about well, what are you going to do, or how do you how do you get that kind of you know daily daily you know buzz that you would get in a building? And right now, that's really challenging. From from your perspective, how are you dealing with it? No, I I guess I'm I'm seeing the same thing, but it's interesting because my the situation that I'm in, we haven't started any e learning, so I've had no contact with my students at all, and so that's been a huge struggle. And then with the team teachers that I work with, we were, you know, a text message that we've been talking a lot, but I wonder like long-term how we put supports in place to accommodate for that, right? So there's a lot of things that we've talked about in our daily drop-ins and other live sessions that we've done on how to build relationships with students and how important it is right off the bat to kind of start fresh with students in terms of e-learning, set the procedures, build those relationships, and then eventually get into um, you know the the newer content slowly but surely. But as a principal lens, you're in a very different space where a lot of the contacts that you may have had almost become more challenging to continue. So so what type of supports, what type of things can you do in your role to get FaceTime with students, to get FaceTime with parents, to to keep kind of connecting with your staff and keep that building culture even though you're all in your own individual homes. Sure, you know, um, I think using, you know, you're gonna have to rely on the technology right now. Um, so, you know, in some ways when we've met with our administrative team, our department chairs, 
you know, we've done, you know, Zoom videos. I know our department chairs are doing, you know, kind of virtual Zoom videos with, uh, with their staff checking in on them. And I've been really proud of the fact that, um, you know, we're kind of in a hurry up and wait phase. So are you going to be ready for, you know, some sort of e-learning? Um, but when that e-learning begins, we, sh you know, it's just, again, like I said, I'm kind of still waiting on the guidance. So, um, you know, the check-ins that I've seen with, with teachers or the check-ins that I've done with teachers or department chairs with teachers and so on have been, hey, first of all, how are you doing? Um, which I think is really, really important. Um, and then what do you need to be ready with instruction? And I think before we start thinking about instruction, we have to think about the, the mental health of our own staff, um, the mental health of our own kids, uh, the identities that we all have, you know, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, really are wrapped up into up into these jobs that we do. And there's so much more than a job. And, and obviously, it's so much more than school uh, that people are missing right now. And I like that you mentioned Zoom calls, because that really adds an important face element that I think educators are starting to see the benefit of. I know a lot of districts aren't requiring that type of conversation between teachers and students, but the ability to hop on a call with whether it be a colleague or a student or a department chair and see each other in a Zoom call is very different than you know picking up a phone. I, I don't really know why that is, but it seems totally different as we continue to stay isolated in our homes. Well, I think that comes just like from, from comfort, you know, I'm just thinking even as I sit here, you know, with you, um, I don't do this as often as, as you and Chad and Jeff and, and the rest of the awesome teach better team do. Um, so I'm cognizant of where I am on the camera screen right now. I'm cognizant of what my voice sounds like. I'm cognizant of all those types of things. And, you know, if I was in a, in a, in a room, with a group of teachers or with my office staff or whatever, we'd be much you know more comfortable. So I think there's going to be a level of just people trying to get comfortable being on camera. Um, yeah. What they're saying, you know, how they're how they're you know being received, you know, what does their background look like? All of those types of things. Hey, I got a visitor from my puppy. You um, do. <laughs> you know, all of, all of those things are going to take some time. And I think we have to give people that right amount of time to kind of get into their comfort zone. Uh, with with technology and video. Yeah, it's interesting. Sean says our teachers are doing hangout meets or Zoom at least every other day. Kids really appreciate it. Our principal does a hangout meet check in with our faculty every morning and flip grid, flip grid recap of the day in the afternoon. So that's actually a lot of contact. Can I ask you really quick about a, a tech tool thing? Would you mind? Sure. So we've talked about like three key things so far you mentioned zoom sean brought up google hangouts or google meet and he also brought up flipgrid those are three different platforms that allow you to do video and face like all these different types of interactions right. in kind of different ways do you have a preference of one have you used all three of those yeah i've used all three of those um you know i know some other school districts are using microsoft teams right now mm -hmm. um I'm liking Zoom uh, for the for the aspect of um, you can get multiple people on. They've waived kind of that 40 minute um, um, time range. The other piece that I really like is you have the ability to share your screen. So um, the other night, you know, just in the sense that our district still has business to do, we had a board meeting through Zoom and was able to share the screen. It was able to record it. 
Um, I'm planning next week um, to do some screener interviews for staff. Um, you know, we have a number of positions open, you know, due to retirements and, and otherwise. And, and, you know, I'm still thinking as a principal, like I, I have to work with my administrative team to staff our building for next year. So how do you interview right now um, looks very, very different. Um, we've already kind of started using Google Hangouts. Um, for interviews, I'm going to use Zoom for interviews um, with a few people, then be able to record that, get that out to some other teacher leaders, um, and then be able to try to get some feedback on potential candidates for next school year. So that's just one example of how do you use, you still have to hire, you still have to to find, you know, the best candidates to impact, you know, your, your, your school, your ecosystem for next school year. Um, and in one way you could say, well, I, I can't do anything. I can't interview, but, um, you know, with, with that, you know, sort of technology with zoom, you can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, you know, we had a really in-depth conversation with Dave Schmidt earlier this week on our daily drop-in, which by the way, if you didn't catch that video for all of our listeners, you can head over to teach better talk podcast and check that out. Or they're all archived in YouTube. And then obviously if we're in our private group, you can, all those videos are saved under our videos tab. But we debated the 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 tools of, you know, Google Hangouts, Zoom, Flipgrid, I really see as something that's different. I think you can share your screen with all of them. I think there's ways to record on all of them. But the only thing I said about Zoom, which I still believe is my stance a few days later after I've been dabbling with all these tools, is that with Zoom, if you have more than four people, you can still see everybody in that tile format. We actually modeled that. We we did a Zoom call for our private group and people could log in and kind of test out some of the features. But in Google Hangout or Google Meet, um, you can't see everybody all at one time. So the screens kind of rotate. So depending on who uh, is on a call, I think that might be my determining factor for figuring right. out what tool I use. Sure. Yeah. Um, Tammy posted an interesting comment. It says, just an observation, week two of distance learning and teachers are really struggling. Issues include being stuck in the house, learning on new platforms of technology. Everything takes so much longer. She says the example of even just giving verbal feedback feels like it takes longer depending on how you're doing it. She's you know, giving examples of recording and then having to submit it. Teachers have been working around the clock right now and everyone's a bit on edge. Versus week one, people seem to be optimistic. This was new. It was kind of fun. And she's really seeing this, this difference. I know there's been a lot of comments in relationship to uh, responding to Tammy. Do you have any uh, observations on that, Brian, in terms of how staff might be feeling and how maybe we can support that week two feeling of that struggle and trying to persevere to kind of seeing that silver lining and still seeing this as a new and fun opportunity to kind of change up how students are learning. Sure. I mean, I think, you know, at the end of the day, our teachers are, are good at what, what they're already good at. They're, they're good at building relationships and they're, and they're good at, at instruction. Um, I think what we have to figure out is how do we want to do that? Do we want to do that in a synchronous way where, where everybody's logging in at nine o'clock because it's period two and we're going to run like a regular schedule? Or are we going to run it in some sort of an asynchronous, you know, method where you want people to, to check in and post, hey puppy, uh, check in and post, you know, uh, at 9 a.m. and then everybody from there is going to, um, you know, 
uh, answer the questions or, or engage in the content. So um, I'm actually hoping kind of for a mixture of both. Um, you know, I think what we have to recognize is that um, our classroom teachers, as well as our students, will have you know certain things that are going on in their day. They're going to be need to be responsible. You know, maybe for caring for a sibling or you know getting lunch on the table, or mom or dad are also working, or there's you know not everybody has a Chromebook or laptop or whatever the case may be. And um, you know, we're going to have to be flexible. Um, in, in a situation that's already requiring us to be flexible. And I would agree. It, it, the first four days that we kind of did a soft launch um, during these Act of God days was who's going to get engaged? Um, how are they going to get engaged? You know, how do we take attendance? How does a, how does a teacher, you know, um, get connected to students? How do students get connected back to that teacher? Um, all of those types of things are all questions that we're still going to try to work out through. No, it makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people in our comments so far are also noting the opportunity we have for taking risks, really trying something with students, admitting that it may not work, making adjustments, and, and not just making this a, a teacher decision on how we're moving forward, but hearing the voice and choice of students and trying to adapt learning to accommodate that. We're getting a lot of feedback, um, Brian, so far on talking about interviewing. I don't think that any point during our daily drop-in, we've actually had a conversation about people still having to do things outside of the daily classroom rigmarole, right? We talk a lot about teachers needing to identify how they're going to deliver content, connect with students, but not so much on the roles of an administrator and the time of year that we're in right now in terms of evaluations and interviewing and all the other things going on in April or almost April. Um, do you think that those things are on pause or do you think that principals are finding ways to still ensure that their buildings are set up for success for August? I've had a conversation to talk with some, you know, principals in, in my own, you know, network and, and, and beyond. And, and I, I do know, you know, this is a time of year where you're often thinking about next year. Um, you know, your budgets are, are starting to go through tentative, you know, tentative phases thinking about budgets. You're starting to think about staffing your building for next year. You're, you're looking at, uh, you know, a number of items that, are, you know, kind of set up that infrastructure and ecosystem for next year to be successful. You're looking at professional learning for next year, you know, um, starting to think about well, what's the August Institute days looking like. And, um, you know, right now, while we can't, um, you know, impact our, our, you know, students and teachers and in the ways that we normally do in a supportive way, um, there's still some things that, you know, need to, need to get done. Um, the, the thing that I, I find kind of a little freeing right now is being able to start a task and, and maybe end one, um, which, you know, during the normal course of a school day, that doesn't always happen. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and quite honestly, I miss those interruptions right now. Um, those are the things that, that make the job fun. Um, but from like an interviewing standpoint, you know, we've done, you know, Google Hangouts before, um, you know, for, for, for screening interviews. Um, so that's not, not anything new. Um, we're going to continue, we're going to continue to do that. Um, even a few times this year, you know, working on split campuses, I'll do, you know, a Google Hangout video with, um, you know, some people at this campus where it's in person at another campus and, you know, you're just trying to use the tools in order to, you know, create the same, you know, the same outcome. And 
when, when you think about it, whether it's instruction or interviewing, that's still the task. What are you trying to do? You're trying to find the best candidate. You're trying to engage students, whatever you're trying to do. But the reality of thing, you're now doing it through technology as your primary source versus, you know, being face to face with somebody. Yeah, you know, we're getting a lot of comments. I so love that there are people that are choosing to be such active participants in this opportunity to brainstorm every single morning for our daily drop-in. Remember, if you're listening as uh, we continue to have our conversation on Teach Better Talk podcast, you can also join our private group and post your comments and be more active in this conversation. So you don't just become a consumer, but you really do become an active part of trying to find the right solutions and get the answers for um, education that is really changing. I do have to tell you, Brian, there's a few comments here that I do want to get to. More comments, Zoom, more comments actually on um, kind of managing a household, which I know that you have children, so we're going to get to that in a second. But you mentioned that you have a split campus. Would you give us a better picture of if you're a principal, what is your what is your campus structure look like? Because I think that does add a different lens to the type of environment that you are normally in when we are not dealing with, you know, school closings for the coronavirus? Sure. So I'm in a high school district um, with uh, two campuses, a freshman, sophomore campus, um, and about three miles away is a junior, senior campus. So there's a total of about 2,800 students with about um, 175 certified staff and um, you know, more more support staff, at, at, certainly after that. So, you know, it's a it's kind of a large enterprise, um, really good people, um, great communities that that all feed into to our district. So, um, you know, you're not always there in, in, in the building. So you do have to rely on on your teams. And, I, you know, we have a great um, structure and, and great people that are a part of the team. And I think it's always about people before it's in, about anything else. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you know, I'm in a, a really good environment where people are taking care of people right now. Well, and that's a massive staff to normally keep, you know, up to speed, up to date. I mean, plus the number of students that they serve. So with that structure in place, that really does support your ability to transition to a more virtual setting. Because like you said earlier, you are not always in the building when someone needs something. So your school might have adapted maybe a little easier to this because they were used to needing a structure in place of people that they can reach out to, to for support. And then also that collaborative element of keeping everybody up to speed on what's going on at both campuses. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I think at the, at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to, you know, having really good people kind of knowing the direction, you know, that, that we're all going in. And really it's all about support. It's all about, you know, creating an environment for, for kids to be successful and feel safe and, and, and do well, um, you know, between the hours of, of eight and three and then beyond. And I think that's the interesting thing right now that I think people are really missing that after three o'clock experience uh, at a high school or, or any other school, you know, their identities of students, uh, the identities of my own children are really uh, wrapped up in, in into what they do, you know, outside of school. Um, there's a, a hashtag that um, is used a lot, like with with sports or with you know with baseball. That you know, say hashtag more than baseball. And I think um, there's a lot more than school that um, I think the general public is recognizing, and I, and I think it's a great opportunity for us to recognize that. Um, 
the, the experience that our kids are having and our teachers are having on a daily basis when when we do return to whatever normal is going to look like is just really like that celebration of, um, yeah, instruction is extremely important and we want our kids to be successful, but it's the social emotional piece. It's the being a part of, uh, of a musical. Um, we had an experience a few weeks back where um, we had to postpone uh, or cancel a musical on a Friday night. They had a chance to, to perform it Wednesday for a matinee and Thursday night. And it was awesome. And then Friday and Saturday, we had to cancel the shows and, and delivering that news wasn't, wasn't a lot of fun. And, and then we had a really supportive director and, and a, a, a teacher who's a, a technology teacher and we streamed it and the kids performed it, you know, out um, to an empty auditorium. Um, but 15,000 people watched it on a stream and, um, it, it showed up on Good Morning America. Shout out to Good Morning America. Um, but, it, you know, it's those types of things that are very, very meaningful to families and to kids. And, and right now, that's all on pause. Um, you know, I, I, I think about our seniors. I think about, you know, our kids who you know, are trying to play a spring sport or, or be a part of a club or activity that really is, is a big part of who they are their friendships, their commitment, their ability to, um, you know, uh, persevere through adversity. You know, those are all the things that are, are great about music and sports and, and clubs and activities. And right, and right now people don't have that outlet. No, the more that we can take that information, know that that's the lens that our students are, are coming from, that they're struggling with and put that into them, the supports that we can provide virtually is, is really important. Um, wow. That I think, that's so great. What musical was it? Newsies. Oh, I love Newsies. Dis that's a great one. Disney Newsies. I love Newsies. That's a great musical. That that's awesome. I'm glad that they were able to to stream that. That that's really cool. That was very cool. Shout out. You know, shout outs to a lot of people. A lot of, a lot of staff made that made that work. Really, really, really cool. cool. Really cool moment. Proud principal. Yeah. You know, I have been fortunate enough to consider you a friend for quite some time. So I know that you also are not only dealing with a principal, but you have family at home, you know, two working parents. Alex commented here that, you know, he's seeing some families that are that are struggling with not only students needing to be able to learn. So ch children in the home, but also parents needing to work, whether it be virtually or they're still needing to leave the home because they have uh, an important role in the process that we're going through right now. Can you give us a lens? How is your family kind of dealing with this? And is there any suggestions that you have in terms of maybe setting up a routine for other families that are currently working with not only doing their own job, but supporting those at home? Yeah, so we kind of had a stop start, you know, with, with some e-learning uh, the week before that my children are on spring break too uh, right now. Um, their sports and activities, you know, those are canceled. So right now I think we're all kind of in a feeling it out type of period. Um, we've taken our nightly quarantine walks uh, with the dog and, and, you know, tried to add family time. Um, I had, uh, you know, a projector that I, you know, that I have that we set up to watch, you know, Frozen 2 the other night. Um, hey. You know, we've, we, I've seen my kids, you know, make ice cream, you know, from scratch. Um, we're, kind of trying to get out at least, you know, once a day outside, you know, maybe every other day to a grocery store, you know, just do something um, together to kind of, you know, get, get that, 
<clears throat> you know, togetherness. Um, but yeah, right now that, that lack of routine is, is a little bit of a struggle. Um, you know, you, 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 you know, thank goodness that, you know, we got the, every possible streaming service, you know, between, you know, Netflix and prime and, um, I don't know, Disney plus and Hulu or, or I don't even know anymore, but, um, all of those things are good, but you know, you got to get up and you got to move a little bit. You got to get up and, and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, see, see people, but, you know, I think people are taking the stay at home serious and, and as are we, and I think you have to right now, if we want to return to normal, um, as soon as possible, we, we need to take, you know, guidance from those who are in charge of, of, of giving it. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I hope that a lot of people go, well, you know, that wasn't needed or my family was fine. And I, I think that's really what you want at the end of the day is if our worst issue is that we're a little bored, um, we're very, very fortunate. So you're telling me I can't just sit in this chair all day long. You know, I'm live with you right now at 7 a.m. Central, and then I'm going to be live tonight at 8 o'clock Central after Mastery Chat with Jeff Gargas. You're saying, like, I can't just sit here and just work for, for that many hours every single day. I have to get out and move. I don't know that I like that idea. <laughs> well, we always talk about work-life balance, right? And I have no work-life balance. No, no. And I mean, you know, maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's not a thing. I, I think, you know, self-awareness is really the, the, the key piece for, for good mental health. Um, I saw something trending the other day, um, Wellness Wednesday. And it was just, you know, people, you know, walking the dog, exercising, you know, doing all those types of things. But, you know, at the end of the day with, with uh, you know, being able to have some sort of work-life balance right now, you, you have to redefine that. What does work-life balance look like if you're at home? Um, yeah. So, you know, I think we're all kind of trying to figure that out. Some people work from home, you know, regularly. My wife works from home regularly and, and loves it. Um, I will say it's a little shorter commute, which is kind of nice. Um, to be able to, you know, jump on at, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning and, and, and check in with, uh, you know, our team and see how everybody's doing. And, you know, I, I think in my, in my mind, you know, I'd like to be able to, to check in and have a conversation with somebody at least every other day, um, from, you know, just so that you do stay connected. Obviously with spring break, we wanted to kind of give people, just a break to recalibrate, get home set up, um, you know, for kind of what the next stage is coming. Hmm. Well, I think that's really important to find that work-life balance. I definitely have not mastered that yet. We talk a lot about that on Teach Bear Talk podcast when Jeff gives me grief about that. But Alex is already giving me grief all over again, saying that I need to go walk a mile today. We're going to see if that happens. I just want you to know I pulled up the weather it is 75, oh, I'm sorry, 75 degrees would be nice, 45 degrees today yeah. where I live. And it's going to rain from noon to seven. So if I'm going to go for a walk, it better be within the next few hours. Yeah. Maybe wear a pair of gloves, cover your ears, you know, for the first, you know, five 45 minutes. And then, yeah, you, you won't need it the whole time. But okay. yeah, get out, get out there. There we go. I like that Kimberly is on my side. She says she doesn't have any balance either. But, uh, but she's making it work. So I like it. Addicted to learning. I like that, Kimberly. You and me. I like it. This is good. <laughs> so, Brian, we have stolen your time. You've been live for a little over a half an hour. 
there's been a lot of participation so far talking about um, finding the right tech tool to make sure that we're connecting with our staff and our students. We talked about Zoom and Google Meets, and there's a lot of other things that were thrown around. There were some comments about Zoom having the opportunity to do breakout rooms, which I know a lot of people have been kind of dabbling with, not only for for virtual conferences, but also for ways to conference with students. So lots of good stuff there. We've discussed work-life balance. It's just ridiculous. Is there anything, if you could share anything with educators right now, whether they be your own teachers, but really teachers around the country who are trying to dabble with this e-learning idea, uh, they're feeling very isolated, You know, having to stay home, only getting out every so often, What's the biggest takeaway that you think people need to be considering right now uh, in terms of, you know, still wanting to do their job well, but also, you know, not getting burnt out in this process as we are all, you know, isolated at home with our own families? I think we have to, this goes to, to any day that we're, we're working with kids or working with colleagues, is that we, we have to allow ourselves um, the opportunity to grow. We have to allow ourselves the opportunity to fail. Um, you know, you're going to set up something for your classroom or set up something for your for your department or or whatever, and it's not going to work. Um, you know, or it's not going to work as well. And and just giving people grace um, so that they you know have that that time to you know kind of reflect. Um, you know, trying to you know be. Um, there for people, you know, uh, reaching out to, to others, taking care of their families. I mean, I think that's the best advice we can give, you know, whether, I don't even know what day it is right now, quite honestly, whether it's March, it what is, is today? Thursday. It's Thursday, March 26th, but I had to look that up. <laughs> right. Well, what, you know, it, whether it's, you know, March 26th or, or, you know, November 15th, our core values are still what we always are. We're trying to, um, you know, be there for kids. Uh, we're trying to, you know, build, um, you know, a, a kind of, you know, a, an education system that is, you know, sustainable is, is something that, you know, that we can be proud of every day. Um, is something that, you know, kids can engage in, you know, from eight to three and then, and then after three o'clock, something that kids can be proud of. And, you know, I, I think that those are the types of things that are, are the best advice I can give is, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Um, you know, uh, trying to trying to figure this all out on your own um, is is probably a you know a, a little bit of a mistake. Um, leaning on you know people that are across the hall from you, your friends at work, your professional learning network. You know, I talk a lot about teaching is definitely not an individual sport; um, it's a team sport. And I think that right now we really have to rely on one another to say, hey, how are you doing that? Or I'm I'm worried about, um, you know, the X, Y, or Z in my classroom. Or, you know, a kid reached out and they had a question that I don't know how to answer. Or a kid, I'm concerned about a student's, you know, own mental health. How do I, how do I pull the social worker into that? You know, there's so many different types of things that are gonna happen to us you know, over the course of the next week, two weeks, three weeks. I don't know, we don't know how long. Um, but if we just keep going back to what are our core values, what are we trying to accomplish, um, then we, we should stay kind of true um, to you know, our, our overall goals. No, I think that's really important right now. And I love that you continue to emphasize that this is a difficult time. It's a challenging time. 
We are going to find failures throughout this time. We are going to see successes during this time. But going back to those core values goes back to everything, you know, finding the why in what we do and being able to share that why with as many people as possible, whether they be our students, our parents, stakeholders, anything in between is really going to allow this process to go more smoothly. So that's an awesome, awesome tidbit. We have a lot of people that are echoing that in our comments. And I think that people are, that's really resonating with people remembering going back to our why is a, is the first thing we should do anytime things get tricky. So it's super important. You know, Brian, before, so, oh, go ahead. One quick question for you. Please. So your, your classroom is kind of already set up for this. And um, there's definitely some supports that allow us to make this a little bit easier. Yeah. What do you think it will look like a month from now or two weeks from now when we're back in school? What do you think it, a teacher's classroom will will look like after they've gone through this, this experience of using tech tools and, and professional learning networks and, and really, really thinking outside of the box because this is just a new box now. What does that look like next school year, end of this year for, for, a, for a classroom teacher? You know, I think that this situation is going to cause educators to change. And I think that the way in which we change is going to look different depending on what the teacher starting position is, right? So we talk a lot about on these daily drop-ins or other professional learning that we do is that the Teach Better team is all about being better today than you were yesterday and a little bit better tomorrow than you were today. And if we're taking that approach, then however you start is really that starting point for growth. And from there we move on and we're all at different starting points. So I think that the, the differences we see will look different teacher to teacher. However, I've been saying this from the beginning when we did our first daily drop-in until now as we continue to do them. If we go back to our classrooms, whether it be two weeks from now, a month from now, or six months from now, regardless, when we go back, if we don't look different, that is such a lost opportunity. So I think for me, it's more of the focus of, I hope we look different and that difference will differ, you know, teacher to teacher. But if we come out of this the same as we were, then we really didn't use this opportunity to grow. So I really am hoping, and I've been continuing to echo to our network specifically, that we need to come out stronger as educators. So whether that mean we're we're dabbling with different tools and we're growing our, our ability to integrate technology purposefully, whether it's gaining a better perspective of where students are coming from, what their home life look like looks like, whether we're ourselves exploring professional learning opportunities and we're going to come back just with a different methodology. I really think that as educators, we need to choose to come back stronger and you know, kind of see this as an opportunity, as a blessing to to, to kind of work on our craft a little bit where we normally didn't have the gift of time. That's really what we have right now, the gift of time. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Well, before we end our uh, time today, I do want to recap really quick for all of um, our participants here and also anybody who continues to be part of the Teach Better Network. Uh, the team truly is here to support educators that are trying to be their best selves during this time. And like I said earlier, you know, continue this pursuit of growth. So as we continue to do that, I hope you're, I'm, you know, I hope you're challenging yourself to read a blog or two at teachbetter.com. There are about four blogs publishing every single week on brand new topics. Thanks to our amazing guest bloggers. 
We have seven podcast episodes publishing every single week over at Teach Better Talk Podcast that you can get access to literally anywhere that you listen to your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts or you can actually listen at teachbetter.com as well. We have about eight or nine free downloads and uh, YouTube playlists that have been created for teachers that you can get access to on our YouTube account, but also under our free downloads tab, all of it really dedicated right now to distance learning, uh, integrating purposeful technology, kind of all those pieces. So uh, we also, I'm sorry to continue to blab on, we had a brand new course that published at teachbetteracademy.com about a week or so ago now, which is dedicated to supporting a virtual classroom. I've gotten a lot of amazing feedback from educators that are using that download that came with that, that, that big document that kind of gave teachers a starting point if you were looking for specific tech tools to solve problems that you're having in your classroom. So I was really excited to see teachers take that on and then adapt what they needed from there. So um, last but not least, we have Mastery Chat tonight. It is Thursday. Mastery Chat happens at 7 o'clock Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, this week is hosted by the almighty Jeff Gargas, which is going to be awesome. So whether you're choosing to participate in a Twitter chat, reading a blog, getting a free download, participating in an online course, or just simply dropping into our uh, daily drop-ins happening every single morning in our private Facebook group, I just want to challenge everybody to, to choose to be a little bit better by taking advantage of all the opportunities that is, exist right now. Um, Brian, we're really, really appreciative of you taking the time to come live with us during our morning daily drop-in. I know this is early well, for you. thank you. You have a whole staff that you have to go support after this. So we really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And and thank you for you know everything you guys do as the Teach Better uh, team and the support that you've given to our staff uh, this school year. And, and uh, we continue to look forward to working with you all. Awesome. For everybody here participating, thank you for your comments and all that you do. And we will see you this evening for our Mastery Chat recap that we do over in our Facebook page and then bright and early tomorrow morning for a daily drop-in with Mr. Earnshaw, who is an elementary principal, also in Illinois, actually. Uh, great connection there. So he will be bringing his insight tomorrow morning in our daily drop-in. So thanks, everybody. Good to see you.